Welcome to the Customer Connection Podcast, where we look at leading practices, lessons learned, tools, techniques, and procedures designed to guide and help you with the implementation and adoption of the ServiceNow platform. Led by customer experience expert and director of customer workflows, Jerry Campbell. Co-hosted by portfolio managers, Gareth Millwood and Nick DeBaca. We're building customer connections. Thanks for joining us at the Customer Connection, where we help you get your ServiceNow projects going in the right direction fast. I am Jerry Campbell, Director of Customer Workflows. And I'm Nick Derbaca, the Principal Portfolio Manager for Customer Workflows. And we're joined today by Angie Campos and Mari Gottlieb. Angie brings over 10 years financial services experience, having just over two years with ServiceNow as the Director for the Financial Services and Industry Solutions product. In this capacity, Angie seeks to bring forth more customer value by standing up and managing the financial services business unit to target the specific needs of ServiceNow financial service customers. Prior to this role, Angie was a senior manager from Ulsoft, where she oversaw marketing solutions and go-to-market strategy for financial services and insurance industries. Before that, she was the manager of financial services advisory at PricewaterhouseCoopers. Mari also comes with years of financial service experience in her current role as a ServiceNow Principal Portfolio Manager for the banking, insurance, and financial services industries. In this role, Mari produces leading practice content that increases the speed to market value for customers implementing and or adopting the ServiceNow platform in the financial services industry. Prior to ServiceNow, Mari spent just over four years as a finance and business manager for J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. Angie, Mari, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Yes, awesome to have you too. And Angie and Mari, before we get started here, there's a couple of rules of engagement that we have going into customer connections, and we call it the jargon jar. So we want you to speak plain language, no acronyms. I know here at ServiceNow, we are filled with acronyms, but we want our customers to understand what we're talking about. So anytime that you have a acronym or some industry jargon that we don't understand, I had my man Gareth in the background. He's collecting those items and that notating them. And we will have a collection jar at the end of the show and tell you what you owe us. Is that cool? I love it. Yes. How much is each class? Just kidding. Awesome. Awesome. So as a preference to this show, I know we talked a little bit and I know you two are pretty good friends, right? Just a little bit. So don't want to start any squabbles here, anything wrong, but Angie, what three words would you say your best friend would use to describe you? Oh, to describe me. So we (laughs) took this question to mean what three words would we use to describe each other? Yes, absolutely. So what, Mari, what words would you use to describe Angie? Okay. Well, three is not very many, but I would say she's an excellent communicator. She has a really good, like broad perspective and she's very smart and very stylish and she has a huge heart. Those are the three words. So one of the things that's always impressed me about Angie is that she's a first generation. She was a first generation college student. Her family is from Korea. And so she's always had to navigate like different cultures and be able to like translate between like different groups and people. And so I've been so excited to work with her here at ServiceNow because I've also been able to see how she does this so effectively, like in the workplace, working with different teams. And even when she's training or explaining things to me from a very like technical standpoint, she's really good at putting it into words that I understand. 
Angie is a lot of fun. That's so awesome. That's awesome. Well, Angie, let's hear what you have to say about Mari. So Mari, three words, uh, determined, curious, and clever. I want to say intelligent, but I think there's more about her than just intelligence. There's a wittiness and humor to her. I've known her since kindergarten. We have a picture where we're sitting next to each other in kindergarten class and weren't in the same class for a while, so about fifth grade, but she's so memorable because of that determination, that, that drive to always do what it is that she has her eyes set on, heart and mind. When, I, when she was in middle school, through high school and college, she knew she wanted to be a lawyer. And that is the, the track she went through. She did moot court, you know, the mock trial and was getting ready to study for the LSATs. And then one day she called me, I think sophomore year and said, Angie, I want to be a banker. How do I do that? And within three months, she had an internship with an investment banking firm, which is unheard of. Uh, so she really, <laughs> and she's been in banking ever since. She knows what she wants. And if you tell her she can't do it, it's even more reason for her to do it. <laughs> yes. And I love how curious she is. <laughs> that is so awesome. That's a determined spirit. And both of you have the, just interesting backgrounds. And so, Angie, do you still speak Hangul? Yes, I do. Hangul <laughs> Chareya. Oh, see, there I was you in go. Korean. <laughs> yeah. I was in the service and I spent the two or three years in Korea. So very loved it. Oh, loved it. Thank you for your service. Awesome. So I was going to ask you what you wanted to be as a kid, but you just told us that Mari wanted to be a lawyer. So what about you, Angie? What did you want to be? I'm not sure. I think I always knew I wanted to be in corporate business. Um, I thought maybe fashion or style or in fa the fashion world, since I was really young, had their own business. So when I was under five years old, I remember they had a pizza restaurant and we would go in the back and make random pizza shapes or pizza snowman. Uh, but Sometime around five, they opened up a clothing store, and that's where I spent all my weekends, my breaks, no spring breaks, no vacations for us. It was just helping with the store and just watching how hard they worked. And funny enough, every day they would go to the bank to put in their deposits. And so that being part of banking was a big part of our lives, even though I thought I never wanted to go into it. Uh, but I, I knew that just seeing how hard they worked and how much pressure was on their shoulders and if something happened you know we would get woken up in the middle of the night in some weeks and because it, the store got robbed and the windows were smashed uh, and that had a really big impact on our whole family and so I always thought working with multiple people in a shared goal where everybody has an equal contribution to what needs to be accomplished is something that kind of innately I've always had in my mind. Oh that's so awesome. So really good. Let's jump right into this thing. And I'm going to start off with Mari. And I'm going to ask you a, a good question. Quick question here is, what's the biggest challenge you have in your specific role right now? And how are you overcoming it? Right. So I would say that my biggest challenge has been learning the now platform, as we just like talked about. Most of my experience prior to year has been in the financial services industry. So this has been completely new to me, been so helpful to me has been like just talking to so many of my different colleagues. I've been so impressed uh, with how like collaborative and supportive everyone is. And even when they're very, very busy with the release or some upcoming like client deal, they'll always still take the time to help explain things to you. And so just in the two months that I've been here, I would not have gotten like obtained the knowledge 
that I have so far without them. The other thing I has that's also been very helpful has been leveraging like the now learning platform, both the in-person and on demand. We have a lot of really great instructors who are so memorable and they'll turn like the different content into song and stuff as they're teaching it to you. And um, definitely the now learning platform has also been very valuable. That's awesome. Angie, what about you? What challenges have you overcome? I love Maureen's description of me around culture and translation because that's exactly what my response is. Just the business or the work of translating for everybody, the world, really. You know, I came in here to really accelerate the growth of our financial services business. And in doing so, we have to change the perception of our platform and the market. And, you know, I still, to this day, when I meet with customers, they perceive us as just a ticketing tool. And so there's a big part of the, the perception that we need to change and the how at, and speaking that in their language. And on the other end of that is making our sellers, our organization really win their hearts and minds on the power of our platform to change how financial services operates by using language that is relevant to them. So, you know, an example would be when we tried, when we're going out to market to sell a solution, I'll give you an example, a solution for how to make more profit, make a more profitable lending business. That's fundamentally looking at the way banks make money around that. And, and banks, for example, is a, it's just a series of processes. It's not an actual tangible good that is being exchanged. It's a series of decisions, questions risks and responses to those risks to manage that to then ultimately make money and all of those processing activities is what translates to the cost now you can see how that makes an incredible opportunity for service now it's a workflow platform right but then to be able to translate lending processes to capabilities on our platforms and then product names it's very hard to sometimes walk into a customer conversation with our account team and they're talking cmdb configuration management database or ham hardware asset management or sam software asset management and i'm trying to get them to step out and talk about the business challenges so i think that's always a um, uphill battle that we have to climb but once everyone gets to that common language it is beautiful it's amazing um and, and i think it's had a big impact um seeing the performance and the growth of our financial services business so Angie, beyond just like kind of talking the talk with the customer, uh, which I know is super important with the industry solutions, is there any one thing that you show the customers out of the platform that they're just kind of like, wow, and like that's like a deciding factor for them? I think, yeah, actually, it's funny. I take that concept of workflow or ticketing and I tie that to workflow, right? A ticket is you know, a queue of all these tasks that need to happen, but on the back end, it is the, the processes and orchestration to close that ticket out. And so when we started with IT, it's a really a simple picture that I show our customers. There's uh, a person, a business leader in the center of it, IT on one end, HR on the other, because that's concept of ticketing and workflow. Uh, and it will, I'll start with inventorying, right? Having a single view of all your systems and a ticket for all the requests around changes to it. And then the workflow to automate that. That same concept is in HR, is in risk and compliance, is in customer engagement and operations. And you bring all that together and the linkages that you can make across that is just invaluable. Being able to map a workflow in your line of business to the underlying technologies, to the underlying people, to the underlying risk and compliance requirements is incredibly powerful in financial services. 
And once I show that simple picture of a business owner with all those dimensions around that person, it light bulbs go off. Yeah, that's awesome. And Mari, I, I'm I it sounds like you kind of got your work cut out for you though, because I know when you're old, you are now trying to capture a lot of those things and then ultimately show it to our future customers by you know creating all those leading practice assets. Is there anything that you've picked up from working closely with Angie and some of our other customers already that you're just trying to capture and put in those leading practice apps? So one area of interest is learning from Angie um, and the go-to-market team about how they're selling or talking about the value of the now platform to our clients. So not just like the financial services, like operations, but how that works with like our risk and compliance solution. And then also like with our like automation engine and RPA talking about all those capabilities. So I, I think that one area that we could potentially incorporate into our um, future assets is being able to document like best practices around implementing like multiple solutions together, like with the now platform. So that's very interesting, right? You talked about implementing it with the now platform. But Angie, as you go out and you're uh, really telling customers the value of this product, what's the, the biggest selling point for this tool and, and how they can bring value to their, their business? I mean, I think it's both top down, our top line and bottom line. It's the ability to increase revenue and the efficiency and scale at which you, it costs. You're not only creating the ability through automation to service more customers or generate more loans or deposit accounts or, or just products in general, you're also making the experiences of the customers, the employees, your partners better while you're doing that. So the ability to not only change, transform the value chain, so that you have greater efficiency and scale, you're also creating a foundation for longer term growth with better engagement of your people and better kind of pulse on your technologies and a really fine tooth comb of how these workflows are interacting or aligned to your policies and your risk and compliance requirements. Yeah. The, the other thing I want to add that we've also been hearing from our customers has been in addition to like the impact like to the bottom line is that it's also such a morale booster like for their employees because a lot of by automating a lot of these like very mundane like manual tasks, you're uh, freeing up a lot of their time to work on like higher value, more creative, like more interesting like activities. That's definitely I think that's also a very important piece for in terms of like the value like to the customers. Mari, I love that example, especially because even the last two accounts, customers that I spoke to, they've stood up teams internally solely for quality control. It, would that sit in their line wow. of business, which should be a revenue generation center, but they have to set up a team to look at random samples of loans to make sure that they were booked or rated appropriately. Yeah, that is so incredible. So as we look at that stuff, you guys are bringing so much to the table today. And as we look at this, what's your best tip for a consistent content consumption? This is for you. What's your best tip for those customers out there looking for that constant content consumption? Uh, so I, I know that we publish a lot of our assets on Now Create, but I know that some of our customers like might not have heard about Now Create yet, but we definitely publish a lot of assets there, a lot of like best practices, insights from 
many, many, many different implementations. It's a really good like resource for insights into like how to implement like very like specific products. I would also, in terms of content consumption or information consumption, I think that like there are account teams and then also just the general like the now community. That's also a very valuable source because there's a lot of like good ideas um, being exchanged. And so if you like have a question, it's almost certain that it's been like, like encountered before. Absolutely. And I think really just kind of building off that too, and this is really both for you, Angie and Mari, you know, is there any leading practice implementation strategy that you can share that maybe is something that is a little bit different than you see in other industries? Just because with the financial background myself, I know that when you work with these banks and other large financial institutions, they've got a lot of old systems and processes in place. You know, moving from some of those legacy systems into service now can be a pretty jarring change. One thing that stood out to me is that whenever you're implementing like these new technologies or processes, a lot of the challenge comes up front with making sure because the banks and different teams are so siloed, making sure that you have like the right people in place who are empowered to make these decisions, who are able to have like that holistic view across like the organization of the entire workflow. And so being able to, like, I would say, manage the people piece um, is extremely like important. And then being able to, I guess, like with the now platform, like empower them to, to do, to utilize it. So the other day, like we were at a customer and what they've done is that they made the decision to let one of their operational teams be able to configure like the user interface within ServiceNow, like for various forms and also to create their own dashboards. There are a lot of like other banks and like other customers who are not like, or have compliance concerns about empowering like other people to do that. But what was so great about this was that this particular customer is that they were able to kind of like bust through the bureaucracy and really allow their teams to benefit from like this low platform because they were able to have like these special dashboards and like the reporting, they could like make changes like on the fly. So I, I would say being able to have a good plan in place to manage the any like change management is really valuable. Amazing example. I'd also like to add to that the fact that we are a single integrated platform, common code base, common architecture, which really is purpose built to drive enterprise visibility and control, especially. And then I mean that from both the governance standpoint and risk and compliance. You're exactly what Maureen said. We can bring that cross-functional collaborative model to life. Uh, through certain tools that we've invested or capabilities that we've invested in our platform, like the governing tools and capabilities and our creator workflows. And like Marie said, the, the implementation best practices really aren't so much what ServiceNow has only defined ourselves. It really should be a leading implementation practice across the board, agnostic of industry, product, platform, company, but one that our platform has been really designed to let flourish. The fact that you're able to drive collaboration across all your lines of businesses and your corporate functions, the visibility that it provides to link your customer workflows with your technology workflows and your and or your employee workflows, et cetera. And that's really the beauty of it is just that take best practices anywhere of, around implementation and cross-functional collaboration, and that can be brought to life easily through this technology. Yeah, definitely. And like you said earlier, too, pairing that with the ability to talk the talk and really put those implementations just on the right track for success from the get go. 
And I know before we're looking to probably wrap this up in a couple minutes, I'd love to know, since we just had our San Diego release, is there any one thing that you're most excited about that's come into the financial services product through that last release? I'd say we are, we've officially launched a new some vertical for financial services operations. Up until yes. this point, the investment has been heavily in banking. And while we've built some foundation for wealth and asset management insurance, we've gone live now with an insurance app, which provides building blocks to configure any workflow, automate any workflow at speed with common building blocks for insurance. And we're just, we just keep getting broader and deeper. And so this, we're just scratching the surface, even with this new release. I couldn't be more excited for that. Definitely. And one thing we keep hearing about from our customers a lot um, is how excited they are about like automation engine and our new RPA. That was going to be my other one. Yeah. Yes. They're very excited about that one. Yeah, that's so exciting. Hey, Angie and Mari, you guys have been just fabulous guests. You're the best guests we've had on Customer Connection. We'd love to have you back because we could talk talk for days with you two. (laughs) But before we go, I did promise you that we'd have a rundown of the jargon jar. So, Gareth, can you give us a rundown? I sure can. You actually did really well. There were only two that I, I caught early on that you corrected yourselves. And one right at the end that you forgot at the very end, RPA. Oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you just like to explain what RPA is for anyone who doesn't know? Robotics process automation. It's really being able to drive automation by visually capturing certain elements on screen and transferring that from one screen to the other, as opposed to having somebody key it in. It's very powerful. One form of many forms of automation that we offer on our platform. For sure. Although saying robotics process automation also sounds like jargon a little bit too. So I don't know which one (laughs) I I would have preferred to hear. We live in the matrix, everyone. I was going to say the same thing, Nick. I was going to say the same thing. It's a little bit jargon, but she got it out there. So we appreciate that. And before we just let you two go, what's the one piece of advice you can share with our listeners? I would uh, say that they should be sure to um, engage with the now community. I know that it's such a great resource for answers to questions, new ideas. That would be my one piece of advice for our listeners. I'd say be inquisitive, curious, and do things that would not only drive your own objectives, but how does this also help my partners? One of the most pivotal moments, maybe in my career, was when I was with a customer providing a delivering a demo around treasury management product development lifecycle. And there was a head of treasury services, a head of business risk management, and a head of enterprise risk management all together, all completely separate functions in the normal world. But the EVP of treasury stepped in and asked, this makes my life much easier. But let me ask about my colleague. Would it make your life easier too? How would it impact you? And he was blown away, not only because she asked, but because it could make his life so much better too. So really think about that with our with the platform and just how much partnership collaboration that we can foster. And it's it's so great making the world yeah. of financial services better. There For you sure. go. That's so awesome. Great piece of advice. So the last thing I'm going to ask you is how can our customers connect with you, Mari or Angie? 
Sure. Well, the easiest way to get in touch with me is through email. It's Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A dot Gottlieb, G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B as in boy at servicenow.com. I'd say same for myself, Angie.Campos, A-N-G-I-E dot C-A-M as in Michael, P as in Peter O-F at servicenow.com. I'm also on LinkedIn and very active there. So feel free to reach out. I love learning and connecting and talking about financial services. Well, awesome. Thank you two again. It's been fabulous talking to you. And for our listeners, if you have any comments or questions for us or our guests, please email us at customerconnections at servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining the Customer Connection Podcast, where we share insights from the biggest ServiceNow influencers. Please join us for our next episode when we will build more customer connections.